1: Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of Ausbiz. Our goal at Ausbiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter, or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favour to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at ausbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening.
0: From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 20th of April, 2021. This is the COB. I'm Nadine Blaney, and at Beecher, we meet again. We sure (laughs) do. Well, of less than ideal
1: circumstances, with the market down nearly 1% today, there's a few nuggets in
0: there, but by and large, it was a money-off-the-table day. It sure was, and it was sort of agnostic when it came to sectors overall. I mean, the banks, the miners, save for Fortescue, middle resources, the healthcare space, generally speaking, even Afterpay that came out with the – well, with some – called a bumper update talk of a U.S. listing still down by about one percent. So I guess last week when we we're talking
1: about these record highs it still was on pretty low volume. I mean obviously you take a record high when you are given one but I think the conviction at the moment is still pretty low.
0: And it is true uh, that it was a soft day, not only here in Australia but right around the Asian region. So if misery loves company <laughs> at least we know that we're not alone and um, yeah, if you take a look at some of the, the moves, we saw the Australian dollar climbing, uh, the RBA Minutes making a passing reference,
1: I guess you could say, to tapering. I, was, uh, I guess it's hard to get something out of nothing, but there seemed to be uh, an idea that they're a little bit more upbeat. And the one point that a couple of the analysts said out there was the fact that previously they expected the economy Economy to be back at pre-COVID levels in June. And today they said it could reach that point in March. So they've brought forward that uh, timetable for the economy to be back to pre-COVID levels. So in terms of new information, it was thin on the ground, but that seemed to be something that got pulled out today and gave the Aussie dollar a tiny bit of puff of tailwind.
0: It was thin on the ground in terms of economic data. I mean, we get the weekly consumer confidence read from ANZ tonight, pretty thin on the ground as far as data. It was pretty thin on the ground last night. (laughs) It just feels as if we're in a bit of a holding pattern. Um, If we're looking for something that could be a driver tonight, you've got to think US earnings could.
1: Oh, it's uh, what you say 160 companies reporting tonight or something. But let's be honest, everyone wants to know about Netflix. We all know they've had a, uh, they've been a pure beneficiary of COVID, let's face it. But uh, as we all know, it's about the outlook. So I think we'll be wondering if they can keep that momentum uh, over the coming year.
0: As far as company moves today, we saw Challenger really getting hit hard. It's revised its full-year profit forecast to the bottom end of the target band. Nobody likes to see that. Share price down more than 10% following that third quarter update. On the winning side today, because let's not be too negative, DeGray's Mining, we just chatted with Henry Jennings. from like We Today. That's his buy. Cooper Energy also doing well by... Close to 4, 4.4%. 4. If you're looking for buys, look no further than Jumbei Lu. We were a bit negative. She had three of them. Yeah, she, she had, had three, three buys. buys. Um, put a smile on your dial. She's got a great smile as well. If you would like to know what companies are making her smile, you can uh, just click on the show notes. Um, Bitcoin, all the rage. I said today on air. I was just whizzed (laughs) by a bus uh, stop on my way in that had yet another Bitcoin, you know, ad on it. Not the same ones that were all over Sydney, it seemed like before, about a month ago, but a new one. So ringing the bell there. Yeah, I thought it was ironic that most of us in the market think
1: when the retail investor is in, that's the top. But the sign on the bus I saw was, if Bitcoin is here, it's a sign of, a f- of another leg higher. So someone in the marketing department there has, uh, has turned that old
0: sort of fable on its head. Well, it's Cara, uh, Cara Ordway, our colleague here, um, hosts the trade at 245 Daily. And so she posed the question to her guest, Katie Stockton, founder and managing partner at Fairlead Strategies. Is it too late to buy Bitcoin? Uh, if you'd like to know what Katie thinks, you can listen via the show notes as well. But before I get too far into that, let's get to the stock of the day, which is actually, I guess you could call it a mega merger of the day, Cobra and Galaxy Resources. Kashi sat down with his two guests, uh, Howard Coleman from Team Invest, Gary Glover from Novus Capital, to get their thoughts on what they think of the potential fifth biggest lithium producer in the world and whether these businesses are investable. It's kind of pretty rare that uh, when you get a sort of... uh take over a merger like this where both companies go up as a yep. result of the news so mm-hmm. so that 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 sort of speaks a bit of volume there about um, what the markets thinking. obviously there's going to be it's hot segment there the, the only issue I've got here is that the sectors is very hot right so it's sort of it's oftentimes you sort of see these type of events happen you know near the top of moves here probably if we saw another pullback around that sort of 30 35% that might be the time to be having a look at these stocks. But when they're on fire like this, they're a bit vertical, a bit exhaustive. Uh, I probably wouldn't touch them here.
1: Both these businesses have lost money three out of the last five years. So they've had two profitable years, three unprofitable years in the last five. At the moment, the lithium price is up because of batteries uh, requiring lithium. But there's so much lithium in the Earth's crust now is probably not the best time to be buying them. You want to be buying them when everybody says lithium's on the nose. You don't want to be buying them when everybody says lithium's up and coming and the uh, the price of lithium's rising. Then it's too late.
0: So that is, uh, that's a negative for getting those two companies into the Ausbiz portfolio. That was Howard Coleman from Team Invest ending those thoughts there. So as I mentioned, there's really not a lot to write home about on the economic agenda, US earnings in focus. Retail sales tomorrow perks you up a little bit, Annette?
1: It It does. February was lockdown impacted, so we had a negative for February. So just returning from out of lockdown is enough to give you uh, a tailwind. And plus we also know that uh, a couple of the afterpay type who were reporting in saying they had a bumper first quarter, so that sort of gives you, a hint that uh, the broader population was out spending as well we all know employment has been through the roof in recent months so newly employed people might be out buying a new suit or something before they start their jobs it's really hard to see uh, a negative on retail sales at this exact point in time uh, unless we have another lockdown and let's hope that doesn't happen
0: Certainly not. So blackout in the U.S. ahead of the next uh, Fed meeting. So that will keep things quite quiet on the echo front really throughout the remainder of the week. Um, do note, just as we as we record the podcast, Westpac is the latest bank to add its voice to the chorus of house price forecasts. Mm. A new note out from Bill Evans saying that it's now forecasting Australian house price growth of 15% in 2021, 5% in 2022 which
1: firmly puts them at the gloomy end uh of the market i haven't actually seen the details because it has just hit our inboxes but uh they were initially out under matt hassan actually a couple of what a month it was or 10 so plus ago 10, i think it was 10, 10 and 10 year, 10 next year yeah it was 10 plus 10 so i'm not sure if what the reasoning is just intuitively uh, remember last week uh housing starts jumped by nearly 30% in the first quarter so perhaps they're thinking that the supply coming on stream might put a lid on house house prices or maybe they think that the borders are shut for another 12 months. I mean there's a few scenarios as I say I haven't read the note so I'm not sure exactly why only 5 But let's face it, plus 20 and then plus 5 is just going to make housing more unaffordable than ever for many. Yeah,
0: I've clicked on the link to read the full report, but I think I will do it a disservice if I try to do it live (laughs) as this podcast is recording post-market close today. So I will say that Westpac saying the 20% uh, limit Over 2021 and 2022, which is what it's sticking with essentially, reflects two key views that deteriorating affordability will become a more binding constraint for owner occupiers as prices rise. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And that regulators will intervene in the market in 2022 as investor activity lifts and credit growth reaches uncomfortable levels so there you go okay
1: well the data at the moment doesn't support that but uh, keeping in mind that uh, we saw one investor pick up Um, in housing finance. So we will be watching that sort of Mm -hmm. monthly data very closely going forward. Yeah, so
0: if net-net, it's still calling for that 20% house price rise. They've just just brought it forward. They've brought it forward and then talking about that dramatically slowing momentum coming through in 2022. Okay, that's fodder for tomorrow. Annette, also tomorrow, we've got another great day of guests lined up. I'll just run you through a couple. I always feel bad because I pick these randomly. It's no reflection of of quality. No, No. it's not the person. (laughs) It's just me doing it on the fly. Uh, Kenny Polcari will join us from Slate Stone. Gavin Wendt from Mind Life Report will join us at 9.15. So we'll be talking iron ore and where to from here. You'll be chatting with the kook. I am in the kook. There's always
1: lots to talk about. Budget is looming. We're getting some more questions and discussion mm. from of our uh, from our guests here. So certainly something that we can chew on tomorrow.
0: Jared Kerr, chief economist at Kiwi Bank, always enjoyed chatting yep. with him and the uh, Kiwi CPI is tomorrow. The Kiwi CPI, yeah, and then we'll continue the conversation about the travel bubble. Bit of a hiccup today with that um, border worker. Yeah. Frontline the worker. Um, the frontline line worker, positive.
1: yeah. He was uh, tasked with uh, cleaning a plane that turned out to have a contaminant. But uh, the Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, does not appear to be concerned because he's been vaccinated, mm-hmm. but it does raise the question of, well, do you still get COVID even though you've been vaccinated? Uh, I'm not sure. Well, my take
0: it. on this is, look, I'm not being doomsday about travel, but I think it, it's it's good, you know, I hope the person's health outcomes are positive, but it's good to get that conversation going, we're not gonna be able to open any border mm. without having some reckoning in terms of COVID. Now, the vaccine part will be key if this person doesn't suffer because they've been vaccinated. Mm. Yes, questions about the efficacy of vaccines and preventing getting COVID. But again, you know, we, we need to be having these conversations. We do.
1: We need to be operational with a handful of manageable cases mm-hmm. because that is what will happen when you open borders.
0: COVID's not going anywhere. Okay, um, on a bit of a lighter note, we'll finish the day tomorrow with Ben Clark, who's PM at TMS Capital. He'll be giving us, oh, maybe a buy, hold, maybe it'll be a buy, buy, buy from Ben. You never know. Well, after a couple of down days, something might be looking juicy. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out tomorrow. All right. All right. Um, look, that was a good day, Annette. Thank you, and uh, thank you all for listening, and uh, we look forward to catching up tomorrow. See you Wednesday.